you how I'm doing? Not well, bitch. I need to start drinking alcohol. Give me one of those bottles. Baby, I'm only judging what you give me. She peed my bed. Oh, God, I'm too slow again. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo, bravo, bravo. Hi, and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo, also known as BBFB. We're your hosts, Lauren Holloway and Sarah Boyle. Welcome to episode number three. Every week, we're bringing you the latest hot topics from across the Bravoverse, and then we'll finish by diving deep into one housewife or housewife's topic. Think copious research, hearsay, and plain old speculation. This week, we'll be focusing on none other than the no-nonsense demeanored, tell-it-all-like-it-is attitude, the original housewife of Atlanta, author, actor, and entrepreneur, Mimi Leakes. Let's kick this week off by talking about some hot topics. Hot topic time. All right, Sarah, what do you, what do you have for us? What's, what's our first hot-off-the-press hot topic? Um, I don't think that there's any place we could start this week without discussing Potomac this past Sunday night. Totally agree. Give me your initial feedback, please. It's killing me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, first off, it was definitely one of the best, you know, wall-to-wall episodes of Housewives I've seen in a long time. We had so many storylines going on at once, but obviously the fight in the beginning was really hard to watch. And I was actually impressed that Candace wasn't like a bigger baby about it, at least so far. I think we'll probably see that unravel over the next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably was a very traumatizing thing to go through it definitely yeah when we you know the latest instance of breaking the fourth wall and the producers you know literally locking Monique in in a stairwell and and she's just trying to to get out there and the MVP of the episode keep fighting yeah right Karen and her her Fendi cape Totally. I know it started off in such a, such a humorous place when everyone was, uh, her comment about like Giselle brought us here to just stand around a table. Oh, I know. But Giselle really does not know how to entertain. I too. That is true. What the hell are they doing here? You're just leaving this wide open for something bad to go down, which actually knowing Giselle is probably exactly what she wanted. Um, yeah. But it was, it was, it was a truly a moment. For those of you who are not watching Potomac, um, I'm sure you're really tired of hearing like, start watching Potomac, but start watching Potomac. It's so good. And who isn't watching? I mean, you're all problematic people. I spoke to someone today who was like, oh, it's not in the first episode. Oh, it's not only in the first season. And I was like, no, we're like five seasons in. Is that, is that how many of this now? Like. They're hitting their stride. They're in their sweet spot. Think about where New York, think about where Beverly Hills were around season five, like really hitting their stride. And yeah, this fight will make or break some careers. I don't know. I mean, at least I saw Monique said, the only good thing to come out of this so far is that there's nowhere to go but up. She, she had tweeted that. So 
Um, right. I feel pretty good about that. I do not feel good about how much money it has taken her to launch this sad podcast where she can't even get people in the seats. Yeah. I mean, did we start a podcast too late? Is, is that what it takes? You have to pay to play to the tune of 200K? I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm ready for that in this, in this pandemic time. How about a little grassroots marketing, Monique? Well, you know what? Dickers. But I think like the, the brand, her whole brand is off. And I think that people, not for lazy moms, is such a like way to make moms feel bad about themselves as it is. Like, it's not surprising to me at all. Totally. A lot of things are off. Oh. Uh, wanting to invite her energy out. is off. Well, yeah. I mean, that web, that website is just full. It is just a place to house different affiliate links for different essential oil blends and, and diffusers. It's, it's not, it's for not a real, uh, content farm. She's embroiled in a pyramid scheme, trying to, to make some, some affiliate money on essential oils. So uh, I just, I do, I really like, I do like Monique, or at least I, I did. I don't know whose side I'm on. If I'm on anyone's side, I'm on Karen's side for being a good friend to both of them. As cheesy as that sounds, but she was. Karen was like, I'm going to go check on my friend. And she was also like, Candace, how's your wig? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there is, is a side, you know, I think there definitely seems to be someone who caused a lot more physical harm. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking likability out of it, you know, I, I have enjoyed watching both of them on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe, right. That now for the rest of the season, she's not going to be filming. I believe she didn't film any more group scenes or, uh, go on the, the group trip. So So we will be seeing less of her. Yes. I read that. And then also, um, neither Candace nor Giselle would shoot with her for the rest of the season. Right. And I think in the preview for next week, depending on when this goes live, um, the preview for next week shows Giselle like really upset about this, but like also didn't Giselle kind of cause this? Doesn't she cause most of the drama on that show? I don't know. Maybe not this one necessarily, but there was in the slow-mo version of the fight, Monique says she didn't really flip out until she had a hand placed on her. And when you break it down, it's Giselle's hand that kind of pushes her. I mean, I think she was probably saying like, stop Mm. flicking Mm -hmm. her hair. Like, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think that she thought that that would happen. I don't think any of them would have assumed that that fight would ensue. Um, right. Yeah. Death grip on that hair. Like I cannot get over it. I know it was really, Shocking. really intense. Shocking, thrilling, amazing. Um, it's a really, really great franchise. And yeah, I mean, like, needless to say, we don't even have any notes right now on Ashley Darby, and that is miraculous considering. She went there and confessed that she had threesomes with women. I do have one note. <laughs> My Hit one me. thing. I just think that I think that Michael Darby. <laughs> I 
I think that he took a woman home from the hotel, whatever, got those pictures, had this whole storyline so that the gay rumors would stop. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. That's really unfortunate that um, they would feel the need to do that. Yeah. I mean, you definitely could see with the women's reaction where it was like, was it a man? Like they were ready to freak the fuck out. And they're like, no, it was a woman. It was a woman. Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot of homophobia on all of the yeah. franchises. But yeah, I mean. Yeah. But I mean, but I, I also love that they kind of appreciate, like they accepted that Ashley would have been with a woman more readily than they would have accepted that Michael had been with a man, which I mean, either way for Ashley, like mm-hmm. good for her. Fine. Great. Right not surprising and and hopefully she gets her post up oh yeah she better the ink on that thing better be fully dry i assume that it is since we have a second darby exactly coming. exactly i would hope I think that plot line already played itself out in the form of baby number two right Though my original like assumption that maybe she had more money coming per child is also like, I don't know if he wants any more children. <laughs> so, so maybe this is her way of saying like, F you. Yeah, I think she's probably happy or resigned at least to his level of involvement. And we'll, we'll see their relationship play out. I definitely, in the episode, I was super sad for karen that scene with ray it was really raw when they talked to a a radio host (laughs) i i but like that must have been really really hard for her to do on camera camera yeah and um no i i just i think that was really raw i think those were real tears i think that this is the first time that their age difference is really catching up to them and it's very sad to watch because he is so over it. So, so yeah. Um, but that's what, like, yes, every single housewife had something like huge and dramatic happening in the last episode. So I know, except for Robin, which tracks, of course. Well, you know, one will they or won't they? Like, <laughs> love story of our time. I mean, we always have to have a more quiet, grounding yeah. presence. I love a beta. I do. My yeah. Family, we need one. Ooh, we I- need one on every... Yeah. The franchise is humming along. It's so healthy because the cast has every yeah. character that you need. Well, you know, on Beverly Hills, we have a cast full of betas. Yeah. But Potomac has the right mix of beta the person who's a little bit separate and like has humorous commentary on everybody. Um, Like the, so far anyway, I don't feel like anyone's fame on Potomac has, you know, like you have your shooting stars out of each of these franchises. So like you had your Lisa Vanderpump, you have your Bethany Frankel, you have your Nene Leakes. These guys rose to such like stardom and fandom. I'm a little low key nervous. This is going to happen to Leah actually. Um, after the, the first season, you become such a fan favorite. It goes to your head. You become bigger than the show. You become 
less and less you, relatable. You think you're bigger than the show. Well, and maybe in Nini's case, it was true. I don't know. But, um, or at least that's what the world she's living in too, but more on that later. Um, I think with Potomac, that hasn't quite happened. Like I think based on Giselle's gorgeousness and messiness, we would have assumed it was her. And I think until this season, I actually like, I did think that though she never quite reached the same status as, you know, some of our other like queen bees. Um, however, like Karen is really emerging, like has been emerging. I mean, she is the grand dame, but I don't know. Like, I really enjoy watching her. I enjoy her. I, I don't know. I'm just like, Giselle is beautiful, like the most beautiful, but I feel like she's just like not giving me as much as maybe some of the other women are giving me. And the whole Jamal plot line and um, I don't know. She can, she can do better than Jamal, obviously. Her dad thinks so too. But yeah, wow, that, that hot mic. An, an elder octogenarian and a hot, hot mic is a, is a great combo. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, these, sometimes it works for a couple seasons. And then, like you said, you know, someone gets too, too big for their britches. Right now, it's the perfect ensemble cast. And I 100%, right now, Karen is is the star for me, you know, and 100% it is going to end up going to her head. Oh she's, yeah. She's going she's gonna to come back in the next season and be a little too scripted. She knows what people like now. Yeah. She's excited that her like confessionals and her one-liners are hitting. And so I know. Her you seen that with even like Leanne, remember Leanne? Like mm -hmm. she, mm -hmm. she turned into that. It was just like, yep just a walking um, construction of what she thought the audience wanted. And it was just ringing so hollow by the end of yeah. it. Yes. That's, that is my greatest fear for these ladies, for any, for any housewife who really is taking off and who does have a fan base and just like, it's that moment right before it goes to their head. It's, it's sad because we've seen this just happens on so many of our other favorite franchises. Um, mm -hmm. I do think we should move on a lot to cover today, but, um, Potomac get on it. You guys, if you're not, it's excellent. So next I thought maybe we'd talk about like, I don't know, potential villains on Beverly Hills. Have you heard any speculation around who they're, who they're talking to or about to fill in for Denise and co? I don't know how true this is, but Caitlyn Jenner and Sophia Hutchins. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Are in talks to join? I think that's more more recent. And I honestly don't know how I feel about it, so. Yeah, so, right. Caitlyn Jenner and Sophia Hutchins are Why am talks. I supposed to care about Sophia Hutchins other than she dates Caitlyn Jenner? Is that true? I mean, she denies that they're dating I think she so I, think they I think they live together um and are yeah roommates and friends I mean they deny having romantic involvement that doesn't mean that they don't um I mean, there is a interesting dynamic on the show that is a very like vast age difference too it really is uh 23 
Right. So it's also weird. If one of my parents was living with somebody who was even my age, I would think that was weird. And I'm not like the exact same age as like, isn't like Kylie 23 or ish, even younger than 23. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I would be weirded out. Um, Yes. She could 100% be her daughter. Uh, Maybe she is. (laughs) (laughs) Intrigue. Um, Yeah. I mean, she makes, you know, people are giving like Kourtney Kardashian you oh know, yeah, for hanging with young twenty-year-olds, and it's like Caitlyn is in her what seventies. I'm not really mm-hmm. tracking on her. Um, I'm, I'm very like not interested for the most part. <laughs> so same. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how like trans visibility on. The housewives is non-existent and so that would be yeah it would be great obviously historic um and would i watch it obviously 100 percent uh but yeah i mean she is a trumpian like she i know uh, it just makes no sense none um but i still think well yeah whatever there at this point too like i'm home all the time i'm never not gonna watch any part of a housewives franchise like if it's on i'm gonna watch it i have no choice and beverly hills i'm down for them to like blow it up with like a bunch of new random people you know i heard i heard this is today this might not be true so i'm sorry if it is but um that they might we'll we'll add a correction in episode four (laughs) i heard that they were maybe gonna make erica a friend of which perfect is I think exactly the move. I think that's what she's been. I think that's what she's been. And I think that, you know, they did that to Luann, you know, in the earlier seasons and, and Luann came back like fiercer and stronger than ever. Great point. Bring it on, bring it on. Or like, you know, fade away, Erica, you've done all you can and we love you for what you did. And like, it's not a big deal to me if you never come back. Like I'll still come see you in Chicago though. You know, the energy in that Pasadena mansion has to be pretty dark. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> Tom and Erica puttering around different corners of that manse. I, I have a feeling she needs this more than she lets on. She lets on. I mean, but she always has. She has know, her shoe dazzle line. She has a shoe dazzle line. I mean, she does. She works really hard working those gay clubs all over the world. So while she still has the Beverly Hills fame, she should go for it. But that will dry up soon. As I mean, those clubs aren't opening for a while. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Well, that's a sad thought. Sorry, Erica. Good thing yeah. you're so rich. <laughs> go, go to your uh, the church chapel. on the yeah. Go to the chapel. And what, do you live in a hospital? Like, that's what hospitals have. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. I mean, he could, I know, you know, I know. He could go at any time. I do kind of feel bad even joking about it. Okay. Anyway, also news from Anywho. Beverly Hills. Um, have you been following the drama with Kyle's missing ring? Yes. And when she told that story, I thought it sounded dumb. And so I love that it came out. <laughs> Like, it's just a similar looking ring. You automatically assume this psychic 
at the Third Street Promenade, which is like a fairly bougie whatever. Um, you, I don't know. The whole thing, I don't know the details because I do get a little bored whenever I read Kyle's name. But um, Same, but like I do just love how much like she got wrong. Like it was not a fortune teller's hands. It was... I mean, like, kudos to what whoever's grandma has, like, long black nails like that. Mine certainly doesn't. Um, but, yeah, I, I did see that, vid- like, the original video on TikTok of the girl being like, Kyle, my grandma did not steal your ring. Here's a picture of her wearing it in, like, 1987. Here's a picture of her wearing it in 1994. Like, it's just right. a similar ring. I do hope that, you know, I, I know that that jewelry meant a lot to Kyle and as much as I'm fighting with her right now. I do hope that all that stuff gets returned to her someday because for whatever reason, that girl really loves her mom. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of mom stuff, um, mm-hmm. I've got two other points that involve moms. One. My mom? You're, I love your mom. Hey, Synth. Um, okay, the first one is Jax and Brittany are having a baby, but I don't even really want to talk about it. I just feel like we <sighs> have to mention it. Breeder's going to breed. Breeder's going to breed. It's a boy. He's – Oh, I just, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had a gender reveal party. Of course. In and, the midst of wildfires ravaging California started by gender reveal parties. Exactly. That feels very apt. They're just, like, not tone deaf at all, you know? They can't even hear tones. <laughs> it's. I just wonder what kind of stupid name it's gonna have. It's gonna have such a stupid name, like <laughs> Dorito. Or like, Brittany's always it's... making like corn on the cob <laughs> and grilled cheese, where the cheese isn't even melted all the way. And then she's like, "Chef special." Like, at some point, I was like, "Jack's like." Are you joking putting up her cooking? I, I don't think he is. It's just like she's a lot of corn. She's gunning for a – and it's probably already in the works, a cookbook, like a oh God. basic southern – Her food does not look appetizing. Anyway, really, really – I mean, like, I all bet you money that that baby will have a very stupid name. But other than that, like, I am very sad – Brent. What? Brent? That's like a normal name compared to what they're going to go for. But the only name I can think of right now is Bronwyn, and I actually think that's a lovely name. So, Isn't it? You said it's a boy, right? I mean, gender yeah. is a construct. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Because I know Stassi's having a girl. I saw that gender reveal. Well, and all the drama between Lala. Oh, we know it was Lala, Sheena. Stassi is having a I honestly can't keep up with like the baby drama in that clique right now. I know, and who knew that Katie would be the one that's sort of emerging <laughs> unscathed weird. and unproblematic to a certain extent from it all. But she's like, yeah, I'm just happy with my friends for their, like, this is their time. Great for them. She's it's like, I'm starting, I'm starting my podcast and committing myself to racial justice. Um, yeah, girl, we love to see it. It's just, yeah, it's so surprising. Katie's coming out on top. Who would have thunk? Who would have? Oh. Um, but speaking of Bronwyn. <laughs> see ya. Anyway, so speaking of Bronwyn, though, did you see that um, Insta post that her daughter put up this week? 
Yeah, the caption said, fuck my mom or fuck you, mom. <laughs> fuck you, mom. And I didn't, I couldn't tell whether or not, it looked like her arm was like scarred or like cut up, or, but I didn't know if that was a filter. Oh, I thought that was like lighting. Like, okay. It looked I, okay. like the branches of trees, but people were having that reaction. Okay. Um, and coupled with the sort of jarring caption, I mean, it did seem like, you know, a call for some attention and some, some support for sure. Absolutely. And do we know what's going on there? Did you, have you talked to Bronwyn? Well, (laughs) well, I didn't speak to Bronwyn directly. Um, I do follow (laughs) blind gossip account Demois and somebody Mm -hmm. did write in and it was blind. So it really could lend itself to a few of the West coast housewives, but Somebody did write in and and said that like blank housewife is getting ready to divorce her husband and she's been all over her Instagram lately talking about like how like she's like a oh god like a hot girl summer like just all sorts of like you know thirst trap like you're ready to become single kind of Instagram posts we are all very familiar with or newly single, you know, like thirst traps. So, um, I also thought that maybe it was Emily cause I was hoping Emily from OC would please leave her, um, terrible husband, Shane, but I know it, I wish it was, ugh. but whatever Trump, it should be Emily. Trump person, so. yeah. but, um, but no, like, you know, kind of all the signs are pointing to Bronwyn after a specific post that says hot girl summer. So, which I just, but I do find that a little hard to believe. Like nine, seven children, seven children, seven. still breastfeeding. No, she's lactating always. Still lactating. Still lactating. Um, it's a little, it's, that's very sad. And I, I can't say that that's what her daughter was so upset about, but that is the only thing that like comes to mind for me this week. So. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, she did talk about you know, which I appreciated. She was very refreshingly open. I mean, she's the only one that I can stomach on OC at this point, you know, and she was very open about her relationship. They did her, her desire for women. The fact that she doesn't really like men other than her husband. They were, they Um, took a break too after they had. Right. So it's not, I guess, like out of the realm of possibility. Yeah still just ooh, like fuck you mom ooh, chills speaking of other news that came from blind gossip type stuff this week beyond everyone spotting Ramona all over New York City sans mask with mask several different men per use um, somebody saw Leah having lunch with Kelly Catrone and I can't help but yeah. think fuck yeah I would love Kelly Catrona in New York (laughs) I know that would be so great we'd actually yeah have like a New York institution someone very familiar with reality tv and knows how to how to do reality tv and someone who like it would just be refreshing to see someone who doesn't like wear full glam all the time you know I love a bedraggled brunette moment you know that would be so nice to have someone who's like 
still very up on fashion and style, but doesn't care about like the norms that the housewife world has created of like super, super glam, done hair, done face. Love it. And I think as a currently bedraggled person, (laughs) I identify. (laughs) Like, am I bedraggled? (laughs) You are not currently bedraggled. I'm looking at your face right now. I'm not sure I understand what that means. Um, Unkempt. Oh, I thank you. I will say this. I, I thought we, I think we were all like, oh, can't wait for this like new young cast to kind of swoop in and Kelly Catron would not be a new young choice. That's true. She also would not diversify the cast at all. She would not. And, um, and Andy did like when he spoke to Wendy Williams the other night, which we'll, we'll discuss in just a moment. Yes. Yes. When he spoke to Wendy Williams the other night, she asked if they were going to have a black cast member. And he said, fingers crossed. And then he was like, oh, Wendy, we want it to be you, please. And she was like, oh, beyond that, I do hope we get the diversification that comes in, you know, like I would take a brunette, but I think we can go a little bit deeper. I do too. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, it's high time and the show will benefit. All right. What else, what else do we have? I think the the last really hot topic of the week, um, though there was a lot, I also, wait, sorry, I don't even want to discuss this, but I saw on page six that um, Barbara Kay wants to run. Are we off the record? Off the record, no, page six, Barbara Kay wants to run for mayor, and I think she should do it because I think anybody could do a better job. In of New York? York? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> wow. I mean, I can see the poster already. You know, she yeah. has like her foreman's belt on and has like a- Barb the Builder. in one hand. Barb will fix- Yes. The burrows. Yes. All five burrows. Barbara with a saw. Give it to me. Um. Okay. Oh, yeah. She'll and, give it to you. Oh, wait. I know she will. Hi. Um, and the, I think like the last thing we should really discuss, which I think will also be like a really wonderful lead into our main topic today is it lies somewhere between Andy and Wendy talking about Nini and Nini responding from the hotel lobby. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, first of all, that hotel lobby, I love. So we're referencing a video, a response video that Nini posted yesterday in response to Wendy Williams's appearance on Watch What Happens Live. Uh, Nini had initially, you know, made some comments on social media, but then she gave us the seven minute long YouTube video in the middle of a truly cavernous hotel lobby. She's just posted up. Rock, the Eden Rock Hotel Lobby in Miami. Right. It is, her voice is just echoing throughout. I would have died, just absolutely have died to have been a fly on the wall, to have been in that lobby with Nini freaking out. Where were our boots on the ground for that? Yeah. I can't. The level of comfort. I feel like when I, pre-COVID, when I would go to a coffee shop, and, you know, set up my computer, plug in my phone, get ready to do some work. 
I was so, you know, aware of the amount of space I was taking up, you know, I'm in public space, the amount of comfort that she had just setting up shop to do a vlog session oh. in the middle of this like cavernous lobby as she just got so heated really? it, was, it was so funny but i mean this the substance of the video was there's a lot there um yeah, yeah i mean so she you know she is is saying that wendy is no longer her friend that Wendy has been, you know, shit-talking her for a long time. She's saying that she got forced out of the franchise, that they had been trying to force her out for four years. Four years, yeah. Um, she called Andy, I think, old racist. Um, one of them a racist and one of them a cokehead. And I'm dying to know which one's which. And I think we know who's who <laughs> because she did double down in the video and just sort of talk about, and I, I mean, I really sort of empathize with her when she was saying, you forced me out, I left, you know, please stop talking about me, stop asking questions about me, you know, for ratings. Like, she really was just like, please keep my name out of your well, mouth. But I do have to say, like, and, and Wendy Williams had a lot of hot takes, like, during... I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, like Wendy Williams. Not only did she like take Rin aside and everything, though it was pretty unfounded, she also gave the best hot take of all, which was, bravo, you're playing too many movies and none of us are interested in the movies. Like, I will, I will keep on going, unless it's Devil Wears Prada. I'll usually watch that like nine times out of ten. But she did have that hot take. But everything she said about Nini and I, I know, feel like you said that last week in our in our last episode, right? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Like I really, it really bugs me. Yeah. Um. So like I'm very, I was just very pleased that somebody else agreed with me, let alone Wendy Williams. Thank you very much. Right. Um, you do, aligned on that on that one topic. We do just the just the one. <laughs> um, but I also kind of I see what she meant when she was talking about. Um, you know, Nini, no one wants a spinoff show with you and Greg. Boring. Nini, no one wants, like, I think it really, it probably just hit Nini too, like, right on the nose. And that it was really hurtful, so she lashed out. Like, that part of your career, as, as much as Nini looks the most beautiful she's ever looked, as much as she, I'm sure, like, is, is on top of her game as she's ever been, just like a different version of the girl we met and fell in love with, um, it's just, I, I think, coming to terms with, like, her age and her her spotlight, you know, kind of fading and, and being picked up with some of the other ladies. And um, it's sad. It is sad, but I don't think that Wendy was wrong. Yeah, no, that would be boring. But it's like he didn't even ask her about a spinoff show, so it's like... <laughs> yeah, they clearly are not friends, you know? That was such a rude, shady response. Uh, okay, I think, yes, with that, um, let's take a quick wine break, and we will be right back. Yeah. To discuss I think we figured out who the cokehead was and who the racist was. So let's take a break. Time for a break. See you in a minute. Bye. Welcome back from break. Hope you enjoyed your wine. Lauren? Tell them who we're talking about. Who are we talking about today? Tonight? 
this evening? Well, tonight we are diving deep on the one and only walking meme machine quote generator in many ways, the person that created the tropes that we love and all the housewives that have come after her. We are talking about the giant, the OG of Atlanta, Lanethia Monique Nini Leakes. So let me, let me just hit you with some quick stats. Hit us. Miss Leakes. Born Johnson, Lanethia Monique Johnson. So she was born on December 13th, 1967 in Queens, New York. That makes her a Sagittarius son. She grew up in Athens, Georgia. She obviously, as we have come to know and love her, was a star for, I believe, 13 years on Housewives. She was on Celebrity Apprentice. We will touch on a lot of this. She was on Glee. She was on The New Normal. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She was on in Cinderella on Broadway. Mm-hmm. She was Mama in Chicago in 2015. Honestly, she, who wasn't? <laughs> gives me she, hope. She, <laughs> it's sorry, I, I can't stop hiccuping all of a sudden. The Lord's burping machine. <laughs> hiccuping. Do you need a spoonful of peanut butter? I'm good. I didn't know that was a thing. She was Mama in Chicago in 2015. She had a clothing line on Home Shopping Network and then eventually launched Swag Boutique. She went to Morris Brown College in Atlanta. She has a son, Brent. She married Greg Leakes, and they first divorced in 2011, and then they reunited in 2013 and remarried Aww. on the spinoff, I Dream of Nini. <laughs> I can't believe that's what they called it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I, love I watched that. every episode. I did not. I did not, but I might. I might go back and rewatch it. Or... For the first time ever. Yeah. Worth it? I don't want to watch that much Greg, to be honest. I mean, Greg Greg is not a big personality. You know, Greg Greg does not necessarily fill a room. I feel like some of the husbands on Atlanta, or across all the franchises, people love to be like, oh, he's so funny. Like, he's so charming. Um you know, I mean, Nini is the star of that relationship, for sure. When Nini um, walks into a room, she owns it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's quickly, before we get into sort of tracking her long and storied career on The Housewives and sharing some of our favorite moments, let's quickly talk about her chart, her astrology chart. Um, I'll try to keep it concise, but yeah, so she is a sun in Sagittarius. She's a moon in Taurus. She is a Mercury in Sagittarius. She is a Venus in Scorpio and a Mars in Aquarius. And overall, she's very earth dominant, 
with a lot of fire placements. So I think an interesting thing I notice is that she has a lot of placements that are similar to Dorinda. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, Nini is a very undeniably fiery person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will, you know, she will come at you without warning a little bit. Um mm-hmm. You know, her Mercury is in Sagittarius. That is a mutable fire sign. And so you don't want to be on that person's bad side, you know, um, because they will they will really come at you and try to destroy you in a fight. <laughs> Which Nini is probably the best at doing across every single franchise. Totally. Yeah, so she, I mean, she's just like, the energy of her chart is like a jack of all trades. Like she can do a lot of things. Like she always, um, quick wit, you know, really can like go with the flow and make something out of any situation, which I think we have seen her, seen her do throughout her career. She has made a lot out of this whole housewives thing, you know, Um, and tried a lot of different things. Um, and a lot of different hairstyles. Yes. Yeah. Her Venus is in Scorpio, also like Dorinda. And so that can just mean. Oh, totally. Go she on. really holds a grudge. Um, <laughs> sure. loyalty, loyalty is so important. And it doesn't mean she'll always offer it. She's a pretty, uh, yeah, she can read as, as pretty cold in. And so and Mars not the one that always shows support, but she expects a lot of loyalty and really has a hard time letting things go. So Mars is how you fight, right? Yes. Or how you act during conflict, rather. So mm-hmm. what was hers again? Sorry. It's Aquarius. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So really, really not going to. A little surprised, actually. That it's not something more like fierce. Not that Aquarian's not. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, her Mercury in Sag comes out in, in conflict as well. And because so, Mercury is, is communication. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, she can have those moments where she goes very like cold. Like if she's not lit up in anger, it can feel hard to reach her. You know, she's like, oh, Sort of, uh, <laughs> sort of moves on, funny. moves on when everyone else is like, "Wait, we haven't, we haven't worked this out, or we haven't talked." You know, she can feel very um, removed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we actually we see that a lot in her, in her like kind of her feuds. Yeah, she will freeze you out. She will freeze you out. And I don't know if like if we can really name anybody who has feuded more than Nini. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just thinking back. Like, I mean, I think I think I will forever hold in my heart, dear Kim versus Nini, just because those first few seasons, like Nini as a character and Kim as a character. Oh God, thank thank you, casting gods, for for, <laughs> de- for delivering them to us. Um, but like they started out very, very good friends and to watch what kind of happened to them. Yeah, absolutely. Frozen out. Yeah. 
forgiveness isn't necessarily part of Nini's process. Well, I know that she, so she was one of five siblings, I think in, in, in New York, I'm, I might be butchering this, but um, that her mom couldn't take care of all five kids, or at least that's what I read. And so Nini discusses this on the show a bit too, about how she went to go live with her grandmother and everything her grandmother tried to give her, but you have to wonder how much of like her trust issues and like maybe abandonment issues and all that kind of stuff really does come to play in her adult life. We've got like her inner child constantly just, I don't know, fighting and fighting for attention and always, I mean, that's probably like a big trigger for her, like over the course of the last week or so since her official firing. In every in everything she said and, and in said YouTube video filmed in the hotel lobby, she made it very mm-hmm. clear or wanted it to be very apparent to us that she made the choice, you know, um, and she's sticking to that, to that story that she made the choice That's to leave. what they all say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we've seen her have some very close friendships over the years. And, but that has also been a really excellent feud, but Nini has, she really has run through the entire cast. Is there anybody that she's on good terms with now? I mean, in the last season, it was so, I know I I didn't quite buy it because yeah, she was isolated from everyone. And so she went to lunch with Candy to sort of yeah, and I foster that friendship. But I mean, I don't think no one thinks it's that's a deep relationship. I think she was just on the best terms with Candy, and Candy is a fairly stable, grounded, you know, understanding person. So she tried to to get in, but no, I don't. I don't think she mm. is close with anyone anymore. Really, I do think that Candy too. Candy is one of the few housewives, I don't know if few is fair, but I think Candy is one of the few housewives that does not need the show in order to afford the life that she has because Candy already has the money. Like she doesn't need the show. It's a good, it's a nice to have. And I think given her tenure on the show, she still like looks like it's, it's still really working for her. She has not let fame go to her head, maybe because she was already famous. Um, but I do appreciate that. And it was like, it's a, it was a nice, weird contrast, Nini versus Candy there. Right. And I think Nini is probably a little envious of all of that. Absolutely. I mean, we can talk about Nini, Nini's big Hollywood, you know, break in. I think Nini oh. wanted, and in many ways did, like, grow beyond the show and do so many other things. But I think she, she made that move to LA. Yeah. In that like, I mean, how, honestly, how much money do you make off of a few guest episodes on Glee? That money's long gone. That money's long gone. I mean, I know she, I know she was cashing those Trump checks, you know, I know those are long gone, long gone. Um, Trump, Trump checks is too common a phrase used in 2020. And and for the record, um, not sure when this is airing exactly, but last night was the first presidential, the last presidential debate. And I think that the only person who could 
even begin to give Donald Trump, like, who could bully him back in the same beautiful way that he, well, it's disgusting, not beautiful. But I feel like it's got to be, like, NeNe Leakes or, like, Ramona or Dorinda are the only people that I would put against Donald Trump. And, like, maybe, because they all fight the same way. It was definitely a disgrace. And if we're just talking pure entertainment value, 100% less interesting than any Housewives episode or Housewives reunion. And less substantive. A lot less. I couldn't I can't imagine that. Like, there was literally more substance in the New York, like, reunion. There, there was like when they were talking about like when they were giving Ramona a hard time about not wearing a mask, like there was literally more science used between like Leah, Dorinda than, than in all of last night's debate. So anyway, besides the point, if you're not registered to go vote, go vote. This is really important. We need to get him out of there. Please. Yeah. Please. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, she was on Celebrity Apprentice. Um, I was watching some clips earlier today where she like brutally was bullying Latoya Jackson. And I know where she said, <laughs> "You're very old. Act, act your age. You're very old." It was so mean, and Latoya's like, "I like she's such a bully." And I know Latoya is a very fragile flower. I I watched. I watched that season. I mean, oh, complicit. I I watched oh. The Apprentice back in the day. And yeah, I remember Latoya was no match. Star Jones, on the other hand? Yeah. I mean, I think Star just didn't really, she didn't, she wasn't down to, to play, you know? Nini was looking for a formidable yeah. opponent and Star just wasn't, wasn't yeah. gonna, gonna go there. Uh, it's, it's too bad, but at the same time, um, you know, it it afforded us Nini coming back to her home. Yeah. I mean, don't put Ramona in the room because she will try to seduce him. (laughs) But like, can't you see, I mean, Ramona just being like, I didn't, I did not wear a mask in the water. I don't wear a mask in the water. I don't wear a mask in the ocean yeah yeah that's what it is that's what it is i don't have the virus (laughs) i don't have the virus like i i just think that they're the only people who could really take down president trump i think um joe biden was it's just like he needs to study housewives they should have gotten andy cohen to moderate um it was it was pretty much a disgrace across the board of housewives of Atlanta and being able to tell everybody that she is very rich bitch. Oh yeah. She's got Trump checks. Just that like that lunch with Sheree when she does go through the Trump checks rigmarole. Very, yeah. very good. Season four. Season four. Back in the day. Like it was so good. I really do miss Sheree. I forgot, like, for someone who really did, like, she very rarely raised her voice. She, and she really has some of the most explosive, like, whether or not she's the center of it or the one causing it or whatever, she really gets under people's skin, man. Yeah. Nini, first and foremost, because that was meant to be an amicable lunch. Um <laughs> 
Um, as I was saying earlier, the Kim, the, the whole Kim stuff, like I, I really do miss the Kim and Nini golden years. Um, but I have a note here that just says like my, I think my favorite thing is just how Nini eventually just ended up calling Kim and now we all do it too. Wig. Like <laughs> she reduced Kim Bye, from wig. a human being to a living, breathing, like wig. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Like that would really hurt my feelings if I wore wig. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Brutal. Um, as well as close your legs to married men. All the big poppers. Your trash box. Your trash box. Like she's given us so much. She really was. She really was the the the, the goat. I know. She had such a silver tongue, quick wit. She just was so was so funny. And that's the thing. By the end of it, she just her heart wasn't in it, in it anymore. She she didn't make me laugh. She didn't have any like lightness left. She just I mean, I think it was the right time for her to leave. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, she as well as like you said, I think she became more isolated for sure. Um but yeah, there was just a lot of anger and bitterness. And I just feel like she got so used to having to be her own champion, you know, and just like fight, fight, fight mm-hmm. and like fight for herself and stand up for herself. I like empathize with her tenaciousness, but then at a certain point, it's like hard to watch. Like, yeah. Much like our you can let that go a little bit. Like you can, you made it, you know, it's hard to be like, I get, you know, if you're fighting for so long, it's like, you made it, you can relax a little bit and have fun Mm. and on the show, be the elder statesman, be, it's true. You're a little separated from the rest of the cast, but you could be like, um, like Karen is this season, like a little distance, but like your confessionals are funny and you just kind of fly above everyone else. Um, and feel secure in your standing, you know, and I get, she felt insecure in her standing. And I think her statement about how Bravo just was trying to run her out and didn't appreciate her. She didn't feel respected or fought for. And so I think she showed up. She was a nightmare to production in the end. She, you know, she physically Mm -hmm. had a physical altercation with someone, which is, you know, common on these shows, but (laughs) As it turns out. I think she showed up with, you know, a bad attitude. And a lot of it was about it's workplace drama. You know, she was unhappy to be there and felt underappreciated and probably underpaid. And I know recently she was talking about, you know, look at all the other OGs. Like they were offered. um, Oh, that's, I forgot. That's what happened for this next season. Every other OG was offered a full season. She was offered... I think a six episode arc to sort of close her out. And she was oh. like that, that she was like, I deserve more than that. And I agree, you know, I, uh, I, as much as I do agree, like, I mean, if Kyle gets a full season, I mean, ugh, yes, <laughs> I guess like in that way, don't remind me, but in that I mean, I way, I think her time is done. 
but I yeah but like you know it's not like Dorinda got a redemption arc I mean she's getting she's getting gunvolsoned really is what's happening and oof just like these girls how is Tamara the one who is handling it with the most grace didn't see that coming I mean I don't know what's going on over in Kodo I don't know how she's doing who knows but she was like she was like I don't know. Maybe it was a front, but I just think that everyone else is bugging. Nini did deserve more, but Nini, Nini saying that like she put Bravo and Andy on the map is so like Joe Judice saying it, and, or Vicky saying it, or Vicky saying it, or Ramona. Who do you think really did put him on the map? I think it was a joint effort. I think Atlanta was the most popular for a long time. But Orange County was first, and New York was maybe best for a long time. I don't know. You still, know? Group effort. Still is the best. Which one? New York. Silly. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it is, it's very sad to have her kind of go out on this note, especially when she's given us so much. Yeah, I think it was, too. I, I think... And this is what this does tend to happen with all of the girls is that once you reach a certain level of whether or not it's like richness or just letting it go to your head, you become a lot less relatable. Like kind of I'm looking over, you know, I have some of like Nini's top moments here and some of her top quotes. Every single one of them is about how like rich she is, which like is funny and was is always funny when it comes out of her mouth, but like she's not that rich. Well, estimated 14 million dollars from what i read but i i don't know how much of that who knows yeah like like maybe i should just start putting out onto the internet that i'm worth 14 million dollars see what happens maybe i am who knows (laughs) (laughs) who knows (laughs) anything is possible so nasty so rude i said what i said i said what i said said oh um i don't keep up with the joneses i am the joneses she's a glam mom not like not like a grandma a glam mom didn't isn't that what chris jenner goes by too oh my god probably i'd love to see them all together on beverly hills actually. what i go by <laughs> right there is there is talk of of nini right was Someone said Nini should be on. I think Garcelle tweeted it, but I don't think there's any like I don't think it's happening. Any truth there? Um, I did read this really cute fact before we hopped on the line today, and it actually makes me a little bit sad, given like that they're on such bad terms right now. Um, But apparently, Nini gave um, Andy a really cute nickname. Nini calls Andy Buttercup and she gave that to him during season one and he thinks it's really cute and he loves it and I'm sure he'll be really sad that she'll never call him that again. Definitely not. Yeah. I'd say now that. he's just old racist. Oh Buttercup is cute. That's so, it's like Buttercup. Cute. Yeah. So it's kind of the end of an era in so many ways. I hope that... Totally. I mean, you know what I always say is 
No, but... <laughs> I, forgot. I forgot we're cutting that out. You always say allowing these women to move on can open up some fresh doors for us and for us. For, for us. Um, not, not for them, for us. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's for us, the viewer. And I'm. When one door closes in Atlanta, another one opens. In Salt in Lake Encino. City. <laughs> yes, Encino. Buco de Beppo. And remember when Nini threw the Nini's girls and gays never forget all white party. Uh-huh. What a jumble <laughs> of words. What a jumble of words. Girls and gays never forget all white party. <laughs> There's so many things with that sentence that are problematic. Thanks. So problematic. But she did throw some really weird and nice parties over the years. It definitely, she gave us more than, you know, Roaring Twenties party or this was an all white party. I say, it's still a white Kyle, party. But at least it has a few other layers. Never forget. <laughs> Girl girls and gays. We got, we got more, again, more storylines at once. More things going on. It's true. It's very true. And never forget that party. You know, I don't think I could if I tried really. That and like the lingerie party. With the oh. Big, with the big that was, that was a good one. That was great. Are you kidding me? With Apollo and whoever it was that Kenya brought. Woo. Um, yeah, truly love it. That was Nini was behind that. And I will I will certainly miss Nini never ever ever having the time for Kenya. Me too. The hot takes sort of write themselves. Like she she sort of created the housewife, you know, in, in many ways. Um, and she has done a lot of controversial things. She has. So remember, you know, every year we'd find ourselves saying never forget, you know, said all kinds of, of stuff, burned all sorts of bridges. She has uh, put it all out there. And so, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching her i enjoyed hmm. being a viewer and i think put a fork in her she's done time to time to take a rest i very much so agree and um just like pouring one out for nini leaks and for to be clear i would say the same thing for myself put a fork in me i'm done i need a rest Oh, in life. I was like, right. Well, that's also a really elegant way to call this episode quits. <laughs> I did cut you off, though. What were you in the middle of saying? So- I don't know. Some more bullshit about like how Nini's done. Like, yeah, she's fucking done and she deserves to be done. Let's just be done. So let's move on. And um, actually, <laughs> I mean, we can at least finish the episode and then proceed with moving on. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I do think that that's how I'd like to end the episode. (laughs) Thank you for your boundary. And with that... I have nothing left to say. And with that, 
It's been episode three. This has been a deep dive into Lanethia Monique Nini Leaks. And as George Wallace said last night at the end of the debate, thank you and good night. Love ya.